Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people. Learn more about our live stream church services, the Walk in Truth podcast, how to donate, and how to find us on social media when you visit walkintruth.com. Now, here's part two of a special program with Pastor Michael and his guest, Dr. Clay Jones, discussing why God allows evil. Well, this is Pastor Michael Lance, and welcome to Walk in Truth. We're glad you're aboard. We have a very special program today. Dr. Clay Jones is joining us kind of in anticipation of his uh, talk that he's going to do at Living Truth Christian Fellowship, our special Sunday night 633 event. It's happening on June 14th. Dr. Jones is going to be with us. He's going to give a talk. He's going to do some Q&A on the big problem of evil. I think everybody struggles with this, wrestles with this. And he's written a book called Why Does God Allow Evil? And he's got another book called Immortal, dealing with the topic of death and how that drives our decision-making. And I'll, I'll let him fill in some of those blanks. But this is part two of a special broadcast with Dr. Jones. And uh, w- this has really been exhilarating content. I think that this, you know, maybe some would say, well, that's not the right word for it. But I, you use that word, and I, I think this content is so desperately needed uh, in the church. And once we get our hearts around it, it's really freeing. And that's some of what you were saying on the first program, Dr. Jones, and there was so much good content. And I, I would like to continue from there. And I think one of the things that's relevant on everybody's mind is this COVID uh, disease and the pandemic. And um, we touched on this a little bit, but something that we would call uh, natural evil. And and people ask the question, where did this come from? And I, I've watched a lot of uh, you know, sermons and, and questions about, did God cause this? And uh, if he did, why? And and I know some of those questions are, are ones that we would say, you know, we don't always even know, but but let's, let's get into it because people are interested. What is the source of a pandemic like this? And what would you say would help us with uh, walking that out? That's a great question. And at the outset, let me just say, by the way, sometimes you'll hear famous preachers get on the radio or television or whatever and say, God's bringing this because of whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, for instance, when the Haiti earthquake occurred, some famous preacher said, that's because they practiced voodoo when 9-11 occurred. They said, that's because of whatever. I don't do that. I, I stay far, yeah. far away from that. We don't know God's mind on these things. But I do know, we do know where things like COVID come from in general. Uh, we know where cancer comes from and COVID and everything like that. What happened was, is when Adam and Eve, the Lord told Adam and Eve, he says, uh, you may eat freely from any tree of the garden, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you must not eat, for on the day you eat of it, you will surely die. And by the way, I like the fact that it says, uh, and then in verse 25 of chapter 2, it says, uh, and the man and his wife were both naked, and they felt no shame. And I like that because it tells me God's pro-pleasure, because all God, had, all Adam and Eve had to do all day long was garden and play with creation's only physically perfect and completely naked member of the opposite sex. <laughs> Life's not so bad. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, what, but what happened is, is that the serpent told Eve, said, on the day that you, he says, you surely shall not die, but God knows that on the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you'll become like God. Well, Eve decided to go with the serpent, and when that happened, God then, uh, you know, confronted them, and one of the first things that he did is he looked at planet Earth and he said, I curse you, cursed is the ground because of you. 
what pestilence, what disease, what cancer, what COVID, what tsunami, what earthquake cannot have come into existence because when the creator of the universe looks at planet Earth and says, I curse you. And then, on top of that, we know Adam and Eve are kicked out of the Garden of Eden, and that removed them from the rejuvenating power of the Tree of Life. And we've been attending funerals ever since. Um, And that's... So I don't get off into whether, you know, is is there a specific reason for this? But I'll tell you this, and I've written a blog entitled this, Disaster is Always a Call to Repentance. Uh, I may not know the specific reasons that are going on, but disaster always reminds us of the fact that, uh, that we could die, and we need to get our house in order. And disaster causes us to realize that and to think about it, and then maybe to get our, uh, orders, our affairs ordered before the Lord, make sure we're walking with the Lord as we should be. So that's the origin of natural evil. Amen. And, and I think that, uh, you know, thinking about Luke 13, when Jesus was asked, about some contemporary issues of his time, he didn't get into the why. He just said, you need to repent. Uh, and I and I like what you said there, that that's, you know, that's something that we need to be thinking about, even though it's not, it's not always a popular thought. And it's, it's something that, you know, once again, we go back to the pulpits of the church and we need to be calling upon people to repent. That is a biblical idea. Let me ask you a question about Adam and Eve. So people say, hey, well, why do I have to pay for the sins of Adam and Eve, man? If I were there, uh, I wouldn't have touched the wet paint. I would have run around and frolicked in the garden. I, I would have been cool with that. You know, why do I have to suffer and my family, uh, you know, and everyone I love have to pay this price for them? What would you say to that? Oh, well, that's, of course, one of the huge questions. Why do we suffer for the sin of Adam and Eve? And it's really like the first question of my book, Why Does God Allow Evil? Uh, And the answer to it is, uh, Adam and Eve are not just some couple uh, that sinned, and now, thousands of years later, uh, we're we're paying for their sin. They're not just some couple. They are our parents. They are our original parents. Uh, And when they reproduced, they could not reproduce something better than themselves. They were now out of relationship with God. And something for everybody to consider, you and I, we are all sexual reproductions of Adam and Eve. And it's a weird thing to think about, but that, that term, we are, we are the sexual reproductions of Adam and Eve. And I like to point out, where did you get your consciousness? You got your consciousness from Adam and Eve. You got it from your parents. They got it from your parent, their parents, all the way back to Adam and Eve. In fact... You got, you got your soul, basically, from Adam and Eve. The trouble is the soul that we get from Adam and Eve is out of relationship with God, and so we need to be born again. Uh, so it's, they're not just some, some crazy couple, and for some reason we're suffering for their sin. Uh, they're our parents, and they made a decision that it plunged us into death and destruction. Mm-hmm. And, and when people, by the way, they say to me, well, that's just so horrible. If you don't like it, there's a cosmic lesson that we need to wrap our minds around, and it is this, hate sin. If you don't like the fact that their free choice plunged us into the sin, then then learn the cosmic lesson: hate sin. I don't. You know, by the way, Michael, I don't buy for a minute that people say. Uh, I don't buy for a minute people saying, "Well, I uh, uh, I wouldn't have done that if I were them." I think if you didn't know, if you knew just as much as they knew, I think that you would do just exactly what they did. Oh, we can even see it in ourselves today. You know, when uh, oh, you bet. <laughs> when we do, we touch the hot stove. When we do things that we know we shouldn't do, and the interesting thing about that that biblical uh, narrative there is that they had access to every other tree. They only had one that they were told to stay away from. 
And, you know, there is something in human nature that we gravitate to these things for some reason. But let, let's talk a little bit about what what happens next. So we know eventually they have children and we know that Cain kills Abel and we have a murder that happens in the Bible. And uh, we talked a little bit about natural evil. Let's talk a little bit about what people do to one another. Uh, you would categorize this along with other uh, scholars and theologians as moral evil. Yeah. And I think people right now are thinking about, um, you know, the, the protesting and, um, you know, things that happen every weekend in major cities where people uh, kill each other. And there's, uh, you know, you mentioned genocide in our previous program, which is uh, just the the ugliness of, of humanity uh, perpetrating evil and crimes upon one another. Uh, how does that fit in with this, this idea of uh, why does God allow evil? Well, that's a great question and central question, and the answer to it is uh, you cannot give creatures free will and not allow them to use it wrongly. Uh, and that's as logical as it gets. If you're going to give creatures free will, you have to allow them to use it wrongly. Um, and, and you can't tell your daughter that she can go out on, a, out on a date with a punk down the street and then chain her to a heavy kitchen appliance. You haven't given her free will if that yeah. occurs. And if you're, you're going to give people free will, uh, then you allow them, you have to allow them to use it wrongly again, or you haven't given them free will. And, but see, there's a, there's a lesson here going on. Uh, Auschwitz, in fact, a lot of the writers, the, the genocide researchers and genocide victims that have written on it say, uh, well, as a, a historian named George Crenn and a psychologist named Leon Rappaport wrote a book together on the Holocaust, and they said, where can one find an affirmative meaning in life if human beings can do such things? He says, if one keeps at the Holocaust long enough, sooner or later the ultimate truth begins to reveal itself. One knows finally that one could either do it or be done to. If it can happen on such a massive scale, elsewhere it can happen anywhere. See, what we're learning here, even all of the horrors and all of the evil that you're seeing, is that humans are not good. Uh, the humans will do evil very, very easily, and thus Romans 3.20, where it says there's no one who does good, no, not one, comes into play. Uh, in fact, it goes on in Romans 3 and says their feet are swift to shed blood. Their feet, Our feet are swift to shed blood. And, and again, we need to be born again. We need to have a new nature inside of us, uh, or all of us could be. Uh, I always ask people, could, if your life turned out differently, could you have been a guard in Auschwitz? And I think the only, the only logical conclusion is, yes, if my life had turned out differently, I could have been a guard in Auschwitz. And, you know, Dr. Uh, Jones, and, I think that that could uh, strike people. It may shock them a little bit, but... I think when you look at what's happened with just this pandemic and the way people have responded, and then you looked at the the team that was assembled to try to deal with it, and then you know how we are trying to respond to protests and stuff, I, I said to the congregation recently, if you are relying on mankind to save you, we all in big trouble. You know, we need the yeah. Lord. We we need His grace. And I, I think the more we watch life and even look at history as you're bringing to our attention, we can see. Uh, that man needs to be redeemed, and, and this is our biggest problem. Well, this is Walk in um, Truth, and uh, this is Pastor Michael Lance. I have a very special guest, Dr. Clay Jones. He's written a book, uh, among others, called Why Does God Allow Evil? And he's coming to Living Truth Christian Fellowship on June the 14th for our special 633 event. Uh, he's going to deal with Why Does God Allow Evil? He's going to do a Q&A time. And if you are enjoying the content and really it's speaking to you about things that you need to consider or even reconsider, I want to invite you to come. 
Now, this event will be live streamed on our YouTube channel. When you go to walkintruth.com, just click on church and you can end up at our YouTube channel. You might want to subscribe there so that you can uh, be alerted when this is happening. And I would encourage you to invite friends and family to listen. I also want to remind you that Dr. Jones has a website. It's www.clayjones.net. And he's got some great content on there, and that would probably help you to kind of launch from there as well. Dr. Jones, before we get into a little bit more content and and we uh, put this to a close, is there anything you would tell people about resources that they can access uh, that you've written or that are up there on the web or anything like that? Well, of course, as you've mentioned, my, my first book and my book on evil, and that's what I'll be speaking on, is Why Does God Allow Evil? Compelling Answers for Life's Toughest Questions. And then the book that just came out two weeks ago is entitled Immortal, How the Fear of Death Drives Us and What We Can Do About It. Uh, and and those, there's a couple of good places to start. As you just mentioned, my, my website, claydjones.net, I've done a lot of blogging. In fact, I, one of my most recent blogs is I did a blog, uh, Can You Commit Suicide and Go to Heaven? And my, the next words were, maybe, maybe not. Uh, so I'm not going to go into any further than that. But you can check out my, my website uh, and, and my books. But my website will lead you to everything else, like my YouTube channel, which actually I just barely began uh, mm-hmm. doing, doing the YouTube channel. But anyway, so that's, that's what you can do if you want to know more. Well, as we're, we're thinking about winding down this time, and this is really just to wet the whistle. And I know even your talk on, on that evening, you can't touch on everything. That's why people would do well to get your book your books. But um, let's talk a little bit about what if we have someone out there that is feeling angry with God um, and they're, they're, they hear a discussion, maybe they could say on a theological, philosophical level, and that's all great, but I am hurting and I'm angry and I don't know if I want to believe in Jesus. And let's just kind of tie that to the gospel. So I've heard the gospel. Maybe someone would say, I've heard it my whole life, but but now I look at the world and I look at my life and I just don't know what to do. I'm angry. I'm hurt. What would you say to, to someone who's listening right now who's feeling that way? Well, this is hurtful. And, and I'm not, I, of course, a lot of people right now, uh, maybe even millions uh, in America and throughout the world are hurting desperately, to be sure. A lot of people have lost their businesses. A lot of them have lost loved ones. Uh, this hurts. Uh, but I, again, I would point again to heaven you know, the, the most famous verse in the Bible, John three sixteen. the last few words are, shall not perish, but have eternal life. And the reason people get angry at God is because they expect things from God that he never promised. And I'm going to say something that's going to strike your listeners, perhaps is rather controversial and bizarre, but Jesus didn't promise that you won't be stripped naked and tortured to death. He didn't promise that. Uh, and we need to start wrapping our minds around that, because, and guess what? There are Christians throughout the world, especially in the Middle East, who are being stripped naked and murdered, stripped naked, raped, and murdered. Jesus didn't promise that that wouldn't happen to you. He promised, however, uh, that to give you eternal life. And our trouble is, is that we've thought that what Christianity is largely about is improving our lives here. It's not largely about. In fact, it's not about improving our lives here. Uh, the thief on the cross, when Jesus said to him, today you're going to be with me in paradise, his life, but he didn't get him down off the cross. Um, you know, I mean, yeah. Paul was beheaded, Peter was crucified, Jesus, James' brother, was stoned to death. Uh, like I say, there are Christians right now that are spending the night in shipping containers, and 
but we, we need to get a broader view of what Jesus did and did not promise, and the promise is to give us eternal life. And But Christians have got these expectations, really, that Jesus, first and foremost, wants us to be, live the American dream successfully, and that's not even something he's concerned with. He's concerned about you being conformed to the image of Christ and blessing those you know. That That's what he's concerned with, so that he can bring you into his kingdom where you will live forever and ever and ever and ever. That's why people are confused, because they don't understand what he's, what it's mostly about in the first place. Amen. And, you know, another verse in John, Jesus assured us that in this world we will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. And we, we would do well as uh, Christians in America to get back to a biblical worldview, and that means the happy verses and the, and the, and the harder ones that are sometimes tougher to deal with, but this will give us a true biblical worldview, and that's, that's something we need, and I, that's why I'm really excited that you're coming to Living Truth on June the 14th for our special 633. Let's talk a little bit about Jesus entering into our pain. Uh, you know, when, I'm, a, I'm a Christian uh, because I believe the Bible, but I also look at the cross of Jesus Christ. I look at the fact that God did not spare his own son, but, you know, freely offered him up so that we could be saved and I think about our great intercessor who loves us. Um, let's talk a little bit about the good news of the gospel. And I know that you're someone, Dr. Jones, I'm just you know, getting to know you a little bit better, but I know you enjoy your life, and this, you're, what you're, you're not saying that we shouldn't enjoy life and count our blessings, and we're, we're not oh, going no. to walk around with a dark cloud over us, but we need to oh, understand. No, so let's let you comment on that, and, let's, and then let's shift gears to the gospel and talk about the gospel. Yes, I am not saying that. I enjoy vacations. I enjoy uh, great meals with friends. Uh, I, in fact, I'm, we're, we're uh, going to be going out to dinner twice uh, this weekend, Friday and Saturday, with Good different friends. I look forward to that. Uh, you know, I mean, it's, for me, it's time to move on. I'm not suggesting others need to do that. But, uh, I, so I'm not a down person. Uh, but one of the ways that I'm not down, and, and here's the key, uh, is I, because I look at eternity, and I know I'm going to live forever. And that's what, so I can look at the suffering that's going on in the world and not be just devastated by it, because I'm going to live forever. And you mentioned Jesus entering into our pain. Whatever we think about God, uh, about why God allows evil, let us not forget that our God, uh, through his son Jesus, allowed himself to be stripped naked, beaten, and tortured to death on the cross. I've studied a lot of torture. It was never really in Tampa. That's another story. Uh, I've studied a lot of torture, and I don't know of a more excruciating way to die than crucifixion, because you have to pivot on your wrists and push yourself with your feet to breathe for days. Uh, and so when we, were, when we think about why does God allow evil, Jesus suffered for our sake, uh, and he suffered to so that we could have the forgiveness of sins and the promise of eternal life. And that is the gospel. Again, John 3.16 ends with, shall not perish, but have eternal life. I'm going to live forever and ever and ever and ever, and eternity will dwarf our suffering here to insignificance. And that's what we need to be focusing on. You know, in the uh, famous apologetics verse that I know you know very well, in 1 Peter 3.15, there's a section I want to read because it, it dovetails with some of what you said. And here's this is First Peter 3, beginning in verse 14. It says, Even if you, if you should suffer for the sake of righteousness, you are blessed. Do not fear their intimidation and do not be troubled. But sanctify Christ as Lord in your hearts, always being ready to make a defense to everyone who asks you 
to give an account for the hope that is in you, yet with gentleness and reverence. And keep a good conscience so that in the thing in which you are slandered, those who revile your good behavior in Christ will be put to shame. For it is better, if God should will it so, that you suffer for doing what is right rather than for doing what is wrong. And now here's the gospel. For Christ also died or suffered for sins once for all, the just for the unjust, so that he might bring us to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit. First Peter three fourteen through 18. Dr. Jones, as we celebrate the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ, someone might be asking, how does Christ's suffering uh, in my place save me? How, how does that work? And maybe you could take, if, if you can do this in about 90 seconds, <laughs> see, okay. do, do your best to, to answer that question. Jesus took our place. Uh, we deserve to die. And this, anybody that has a robust view of the fact that they are sinners uh, and are, are going to go, wow, I would not see. I, I'll tell you something. By the time I, w- I became a Christian at thirteen, uh, two days before I turned thirteen, by by the time I became a Christian, I was a shoplifting, porn loving, uh, rebellious punk of a kid that had about a one point nine GPA, and uh, I think my teachers were being generous to me. But mm-hmm. so when I heard the gospel, uh, I knew I was a desperate sinner that I needed, and I needed to be saved. So I went forward to the Billy Graham Crusade. Uh, 1969 at Angel Stadium, mm. because I realized I needed to be saved. And so Jesus paid the price for our sins. And anybody that sits there and goes, well, Jesus didn't need to die for me, does not have a deep understanding of their own sinfulness. Because if you did, you'd know that you need to be forgiven and that Jesus paid the price for your sinfulness. And so that we can go on and live forever and ever and ever with him. Amen. And you know, God put his love on display at that cross. And in Romans 5, 8, and 9, it talks about God demonstrated his love, and then it, it talks about him saving us from the wrath to come. And so you can see the uh, intersection of God's love and justice at the cross as Christ suffers and dies for us. This is the good news of the gospel. You've heard Dr. Jones articulate that, and my friend, my brother, my sister, celebrate that. And if, and if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I, I want to just uh, plead with you, uh, come to know him. Repent of your sin. Ask him to save you. Ask him to allow you to be born again of his Holy Spirit. Tell him that you want to follow him as king of your life and that you want to know him and you want to serve him and you want to know what abundant life's about. And you want to know what it means to be forgiven and to have the hope of heaven. I mean, this is what we're talking about. And this all comes down to the gospel. And, you know, this has been some amazing, intriguing content. And I would I would tell you, um, go back and revisit this discussion, it'll be available on the normal places like our website and our app. Um, but I'd like to close by just reinviting you to a special event. It's a 633 event, Why Does God Allow Evil with Dr. Clay Jones. He's coming to Living Truth Christian Fellowship in the city of Corona. He's going to do a talk on this subject matter. If this has intrigued you, and it should, uh, there's more to come. You can, you can uh, catch that via live stream. We'll have more details when you go to walkintruth.com. That's walkintruth.com. This is Pastor Michael. We're so glad that you were aboard listening today. And I want to give Dr. Jones a final word, um, just anything you'd like to say in closing to our listeners. First Peter, thank you, Michael. First Peter 1.13 says, Being self-controlled and sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. That's not three commands. He says, be sober-minded and self-controlled so that you can 
set your hope fully on the grace to be given you when Jesus Christ is revealed. If you set your hope on the grace that comes to you when Jesus comes back, or when we die and go to see him, if you set your hope on eternity, then your hope isn't set on anything that you can lose, and you'll always have that with you, even in the hardest of times, that we're going to live forever and ever and ever with with all, with the Father and with all of His people, and I look forward to being with all of the saints forever. Amen. A great that, a great hope. reunion day is coming, and boy, that is exciting. We're going to be at the marriage supper of the Lamb. We're going to celebrate with all of the saints. Uh, man, we have so much beauty ahead of us, Dr. Jones. Hey, if you want to know more about Dr. Jones, it's clayjones.net, clayjones.net. Uh, make sure you go to Walk in Truth to uh, make sure you know when the event is happening on June 14th, 6.33. And this is Pastor Michael Lance. So glad that you've listened today. Dr. Jones, a big thank you. You've been a blessing, I know, to many. You've encouraged many hearts, and we're excited about what the Lord's doing in your life. Thank you for being our guest today, and we look forward to seeing you on June the 14th. Thank you. I'm honored, and I look forward to it, too. Thank you, Michael. God bless you. You've been listening to part two of a special edition of Walk in Truth with Pastor Michael Lance and his guest, Dr. Clay Jones, discussing why God allows evil. Make sure to check out Dr. Clay Jones's book when you visit walkintruth.com. And one more thing. Walk in Truth is a listener-supported program. If you could donate $5 today, that would help our ministry to continue bringing programs like today's on radio and podcast. So please give your donation at walkintruth.com. And every dollar helps. So thank you so much for your contribution. Come back tomorrow for the encore of this conversation between Pastor Michael and Dr. Clay Jones about why God allows evil. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.